What Does Home Improvement, Dolly Parton, and MySpace Have in Common? Episode 25 of the Booterverse. Hey everybody, welcome to the Booterverse. This is episode 25, a milestone to be sure. Judy Scheinbaum is going to answer all of your questions. We have some Booter thoughts, and of course we have a lovely guest, Melissa Colston from the home improvement blog, Hooch and Home, here to tell us exactly how to mix cocktails and cabinets, all today on this episode of the Booterverse. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by gondolas. Gondolas, a form of transportation already ready for global warming. And now for news in my orbit. What do Saudis do when a freak snowstorm hits the northern part of their country? They play in it, of course. And what do Muslim clerics do? They issue a fatwa against snowmen. Citing conservative Islamic law that forbids the creation of human images, snowmen were further denigrated as promoting evils such as lustness and eroticism. Those smooth, round, white balls turn the mind to thoughts that even Satan himself had not had. Add carrots and the situation becomes intolerably shameful, one cleric commented. When the disgruntled masses began to grumble that even snow camels were forbidden, the clerics offered some helpful advice. It is, of course, apparently permissible to make certain snow objects, provided that they are basically shapeless and have no attractive human features. This undoubtedly prompted many Saudi men to wonder how this was any different than sculpting a portrait of their wives. The clerics did, however, offer other suggestions of acceptable snow forms. Traffic cones, boats, and really anything lacking a head is completely permissible. Sounds like tons of fun. Saudis, enjoy your snow day and drink some hot cocoa for us. Turning to news of the sparkly, as someone once said, all that glitters is not gold. If anything, it's Matthew Carpenter's pants. The man who started ShipYourEnemiesGlitter.com is regretting his decision and made a public plea for people to stop ordering. For $9.99, the website allows people to anonymously ship their enemies glitter in an envelope guaranteed to spill the insidious sparkly powder everywhere. Sadists, most of them parents of small girls, rejoiced and the service went viral. But if anyone had paid the price, it's the website's employees. They have found themselves and everything they hold dear coated in that glittery stuff. It's like Disney Princess Dandruff, one disgruntled employee complained. It works its way into everything and you cannot get rid of it. How do you think it feels to go out with the guys with glitter in my beard? They won't be seen with me anymore. A female worker was mortified when she visited her gynecologist and learned that the glitter had infiltrated, well, you know, down there. My doctor thought I was coming on to him. It was a nightmare, she said. But not everyone is sympathetic to their twinkly plight. As one web developer quipped, you may have your glitter-coated bed, and I'm afraid you will have to lie in it. Have you ever wondered what death does when it meets a slot machine? After the passing last week of a Taiwanese man, the death toll of online gaming cafes is on the rise, and one enterprising Hong Kong businessman is looking to cash in. He's planning to open the world's first internet cafe slash funeral parlor. And predicting the handful of deaths is so far only the beginning. 
why go through the hassle and expense of having a body removed to another location when everything can be done on site, and in a style the gamer would have most certainly loved. The menu of funeral options will include the deluxe package with cosplay pallbearers and a proprietary embalming fluid specially engineered by Red Bull. There will also be a budget option with quickie cremation and your choice of dozens of tie-in urns. And please don't fear that your lifeless body will languish unnoticed for days as the obsessed gamers play on. The Hong Kong Cafe will feature chairs with a built-in sentience monitor that alarms if the occupant stops breathing. Anyone wishing to use the computers must first sign a waiver, which does include an optional, quote, do not resuscitate clause, and a space where clients can select their preferred funerary options in the event that they bite it while inside. So if you're ever in Hong Kong and want to look the proprietor up, just Google him at Game Over Cafe. And that's been it for News in My Orbit. Today's episode of The Booterverse is brought to you by Panini Grills. Panini Grills, for when you want your chicken to have more stripes than a 1920s prisoner. And now for a segment we like to call The Last Lung with Judy. Judy Scheinbaum, take it away. Oh, hello, Emery. It's good to be back as always. Our first question is from Dave in Hot Springs, Arkansas. He says, do you prefer boxes or briefs on a gentleman? Oh, sweetheart, I think the answer is very clear. I prefer neither. Next. Ooh, our next question is from Paula in Steubenville, Ohio. She says, if you were going to buy a gift for a woman about to marry her eighth husband, what would it be? Oh, sweetheart, great question. I like to take a little page out of Elizabeth Taylor's playbook. The woman was classy all the way. She was Cleopatra all the time. And let me tell you, she loved a snake in the bed. In fact, so much, she actually would give her husbands, as wedding gifts, king cobras. And I tell you what, they were not defanged. Why do you think those gentlemen ran so much? I mean, hello, would you want to live with both Elizabeth and a live snake? I think not. So, sweetheart, if you already have eight, why not go for nine and buy that snake? Next. Our next question is from Sammy in Portland, Oregon. Now, Sammy, that's a name that's very androgynous, so I'm going to try to tailor this to both genders or sexes, as we used to say. The question from Sammy is this. Do you know all the lyrics to Harper Valley PTA? Sweetheart, I don't know if you know this or not, but Harper Valley PTA was actually written about me. When Eliza was little, I tell you what, those people in the PTA board did not like me at all. Now, I'm not going to say it's because of my ethnicity or my religion, but I think you know that it was. And I had to write a very nasty letter to those people on the PTA, and I went marching there in my muumuu and high heels, and I tell you what, I stood my ground, and I am a better person for it. And you know what? Good old Tammy Wynette saying that lovely little song about me. I'll take it. Next. Oh my goodness, it's already time for our last question. Our last question is from Fern in New Bern, New Hampshire. Ooh, New Bern, New Hampshire. Better than an old Bern, I guess. Mm. Fern asks, I'm thinking of changing my name to either Alexis Angel or Stella DeVoe. What do you think? Sweetheart, are you getting ready for Mardi Gras? What are you talking about? Your name is lovely. Fern, that's great. Some people sit between ferns. I have a fern in my apartment. Ferns are wonderful. Nothing says I'm alive more than a fern. Sweetheart, keep your name. 
you don't need to sound like a dime stool hooker. Keep your name. Oh my goodness, I guess that's been it for the last lung with Judy. I love you all. And that's been it. We'll be right back, right after this. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Track Pants. Track Pants, because we all want to make a swish without making a basket. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am sitting down here with Hooch and Holmes' very own Melissa Colston. Melissa, thank you for being on the show. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, especially as I sip this delicious drink that you have made. What is in this lovely concoction? This is a bourbon Manhattan made with a ginger liqueur that I did for the site, and Angostura bitters, and some dry vermouth. Excellent. It is delicious. What are we calling it now? The Booterhatton? I think that's appropriate. I love it. I love that I now have a drink with my nomenclature, my name in it. It makes you feel good inside. It's a signature cocktail. Indeed it is. Speaking of signatures, you all have a lovely site at Hooch and Home. Talk to me about it. Well, uh, my friend Julia, and uh, it was her idea. So she came up with the, the idea for Hooch and Home. And it was a title we couldn't, we couldn't let it lie. We had to do something with it. Mm, kind of like a dog in the street. You couldn't, you couldn't let it be. Sure. So she, she came up with the idea and asked me to, to come on board. And it was, it sounded like too much fun to pass up. Absolutely. Now, where did you all meet? We met when we were studying abroad in college. And we studied abroad in Perugia, Italy. Ah, Perugia. A delightful place. Yes. You know, didn't they do something with good old Silvio Berlusconi there? I don't. We never saw him there, but he does get around. He does. Oh, that's right. It was Amanda Knox, wasn't it? Yes, Amanda Knox. That Foxy happened. Knoxy, yes. As you that said. happened after we were there, thankfully. Yeah, poor girl. I feel bad for her. It's a mess. It is a mess, and they're trying to get her back. How crazy is that? I know. I mean, there are worse things than being wanted by Italians, but who's to say? Well, Italian prisons are probably better than others, but. They're still prisons. Do you think that they serve a lovely gelato in Italian prisons? I have no idea. One could only hope. One could only hope. I mean, you're there, you're in the midst of all this Italian fervor, and all you want is a gelato. That's usually what I want when I'm in Italy. Right? Have you ever made gelatos on the, the hooch and home? We haven't done any of that. I think we, we got started at the end of the summer, so the season had sort of passed. But that might be a good idea for a future, future blog post. Absolutely. And speaking of hooch, no e. No, no. Hooch is just h o o c h, like Turner and Hooch. Ah, do you like the good old Tom Hanks? It's a great movie. I mean, that dog. Do you self-identify with Turner or Hooch? Probably more with Hooch. I'm pretty optimistic. Excellent. You think Hooch was the optimist of the two? Well. I mean, Turner. He's a dog. <laughs> Turner. I know some very pessimistic canines. I think you're probably right about that, but Turner is definitely a grouch. That's true. He that comes around true. in the end, of course, but... That is true. Yeah, I always envisioned hooch to be sort of like a word concocted by hillbillies. You know, sort of like, oh, that's right, I like my hooch. I like it, it's good. But that's not where it came from. No, actually, I when I first signed on... Um, a big hobby of mine is actually etymology, as nerdy as it is. Mm, mine too. Love etymology. Yes. So I got on to the Oxford English Dictionary and looked up hooch, and it apparently 
is slang that was derived from the Native American tribe, the Hoochinoo. Excellent. Do you think the Hoochinoo were the very people that Dr. Seuss uh, sort of talks about in his book? No, I mean, they were making alcohol, so maybe there was some of that involved. Mm, those starbelly sneeches they'll get you every time. You never know. And the sneeches with stars not upon bars. Indeed. Indeed. Do you think the Hoochinoo peddled their booze or their hooch via canoe? I don't know. I think they were from Alaska. Oh. I believe that is. So they were sort of an Inuit memory. tribe? I, I don't know exactly, but I know that they don't exist anymore. No. Really? So no more hoochinoo. No more hoochinoo. I think I the world is a sadder place because of that. Probably. But we do still have their hooch. We remember them in the title. Indeed. Wow, sort of an homage, really, to our Native American brothers and sisters. Yes. Well, we just hope we aren't offending anyone by using the slang. You know, there are teams of a athletic nature that already offend uh, enough. I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs> Good. So don't don't feel in any way beholden to to sort of be PC on this one. Let's just take hooch as an homage, a delightful as delightful as it is. We try to to do it well. I love that. So, speaking of doing things well, what has been your favorite project so far? Well, uh, we've done several different things. Julia and I, unfortunately, live in completely different states. She lives in Philadelphia and I live in South Carolina, so we can't do anything together, although that would be ideal. Um, one day, she might recruit me to Philadelphia. It's a great just, city. It just hasn't happened yet. She's She recruits everyone. Doesn't really work very often. But she keeps trying, and that's what's important. Do you think Julia would try to recruit me to Philadelphia? Instantly. Do you think the booter would thrive in Philly? I think she's already asked me to ask you to move to Philly. Already? Wow, that was a quick turnover. Yes. I've had cars in shops longer than that. That was yeah. right on. Yeah. Mm. I've taken Scantron tests that were, that were faster than that. <laughs> Julia loves Philadelphia, and she will try and get you there no matter what. No, I, I support Philly. I think it's a great little great little city. Every time I go, I have a great time. Absolutely. Do you do the uh, sort of historical things, or do you mostly just uh, kind of hang out in the cool spots where the hipsters are? Well, this last visit, we did we did uh, Independence Hall, and that was quite an adventure. Isn't that great? I'm so sorry. I love Independence Hall. Go on. No, we, we had a great time. It was just Julia and I, and... I hadn't, I'd never seen the Liberty Bell, so it's it's all right there. We went to Independence Hall, went and saw the Liberty Bell, but we had the best tour guide at Independence Hall. She was amazing. I may have had the same one, but I met her later, though. Really? Not on the tour. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. Independence Hall has a basement. <laughs> That's it's all a, I'm going to say. It's a great place. You know what I love most about it? A lot of green. Mm-hmm. I just support green. I love it. It's a great color. Do you have a favorite color? I do like green. Blue is also, they're, they're kind of up there together. You are a woman who loves color. What kind of blue do you like? I mean, if I have to pick one, I have to go with UK blue because I'm too much of a UK fan. Oh, look at you, an alum. I'm an alum. Two degrees. Grew up in Kentucky. You can't really fight it. Did you ride horses as a child? I did, but not, like, consistently. Interesting. But can you tack your own horse? No, I probably no. wouldn't want me to do that. No, we have people to do that for us, too. Don't Indeed. you worry about it. Yes. I'm sitting here with my booter hat, and 
I couldn't be more happy. Now, what comes first, the drinking or the DIYing? Well, we always suggest, we advise according to the advice of our lawyers, DIY, then drink. You do not want to be mixing power tools with alcohol. Unless you're in the bedroom, of course, then by all means. I'm just talking about drilling holes. You in said the, that. I, you, that is not something I can say, but you can say that. I'm just saying when you're in the bedroom and you want to drill holes in the wall, you need to liquor up a little bit. You it, need to get the, the gears of the mind working. Whatever you need. Indeed. Whatever I need. What I need is a tutorial about your uh, website. How are people going to interface with it and what can they expect when they get there? The website is basically a blog and that's that's how we refer to it amongst ourselves. Um, we have posts that go up. We try to get them up about once or twice a week. Um, but the best way to keep up with us is either follow us on RSS feeds or Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're all on all three of those and you can get the updates easily that way. Excellent. When they go to your Instagram account, what are people going to get? What are they going to see? We've got a lot of different things and that's sort of the beauty of Instagram because we don't just put up blog post images. We have, um, you know, works in progress, cocktails we're making on a Friday night that don't necessarily need to go on the website, um, you know, cool shops that we find, things like that. Do you like putting birds on things? We tend to steer away from birds on things. Okay. I just am a big fan of Portlandia, as people know, and um, I like putting birds on things. And that is perfectly within your right. A booter bird, perhaps? What would that look like? What wouldn't it look like? <laughs> it looks like America and the Titanic had a baby bird. Would it have a bow tie on? Of course it would, because it's America and I wear bow ties. There you go. There you have it. A falcon-esque, but a baby falcon. Well, you should make a pillow and put a bird on it. Uh -huh. Put the booter bird. A booter bird on a booter pillow. DIY. Do uh, Would you feature a booter pillow if I put a booter bird on the pillow on your site? Absolutely. I love that. Okay, we'll work on that. We can have the booter hat and it could be the cocktail. It could be the cocktail. I love that. And you could even write a little blog on it. A guest blog, perhaps? A guest blog, perhaps. <sighs> I love that this is expanding our universes right now. Mm, so good. That's what it's about. It is all about that. Do you find that it is easy to collaborate with other people? Have you had a lot of success with that? Or are you all sort of in the infancy that collaboration hasn't been a main focus yet? Julia and I obviously are collaborating. And that, that has been a uh, fun new aspect to our friendship. But we have worked with um, bartenders that we know, talking to them about cocktails and getting into cocktails and that kind of thing. Um, we haven't worked with anyone else on a project yet, but I think that is in the works. Excellent. Now, I don't think I've asked, do you have a favorite project that you've done? Well, I've done a lot of um, actually alcohol-based projects. I, I haven't done as many home projects because we're renters. Ah. So we, our hands are a little more tied. Um, but Julia just bought a house, so I think she will be taking off with the, the actual home improvement more solid projects. Um, I think I've really liked a lot of the different infusions because it has expanded my own cocktail universe. For example, this ginger liqueur. Yeah, so you made that from scratch. Right. 
How do you feel about that? That's got to be sort of a feather in your cap. It's fun because I had never, I mean, getting into all of this is, it's all very new to me. I was never really into cocktails before. Um, but once you get into it, the more fun you want to have with it, the more expensive it can become. So we're all about doing it yourself to the point that you can. We're not trying to make Fernet or Chartreuse or anything like that, but ginger liqueurs and Kahlua, things like that, those are pretty easy to make at home. Mm. Do you have a favorite drink then that you have either made or discovered in this whole process? I think probably this one's really good. Mm, the Booter Hatton. The Booter Hatton is really good. I'm not going to lie. Are you just blowing some, you know, smoke? No, I'm up? really enjoying this. Mm, but I too. also really love, um, we infused tequila with habanero peppers. That was a post that we did. And a Manhattan, or not a Manhattan, a margarita made with habanero tequila is out of this world. What would you pair that with? Um, I don't know. I think we just did the infusion. Ah. That was that was the project, and then we also dried, showed how to dry the peppers. Interesting. Wow, that is quite impressive. I love this. I love this idea right now, this concept. It's very fun. It, it sounds like a blast, and I'm glad you're here on the show to promote it. Yeah, me Beca too. Well, that's sweet of you to say. Now, the Booterverse has an avid following of 12 people. I want to give a shout-out to them, as I always do, because they're gems. For those individuals trying to get started with some either DIY projects or learning more about cocktails themselves, does Hooch and Home give any information on how they can start? I, I We should do a post about how to get started with DIY. I think you just have to open your mind to, instead of going to the store to buy something you need, look around your house and see what you can use. Um, but we have done a, a big post on how to sort of develop your own bar at home. And that was that was very helpful for me just to look into what you might need to craft a, a range of cocktails with lesser ingredients. Where do you start? Well, you kind of have to start with what you like. Because you don't need to necessarily buy everything. And it can get very, very pricey very quickly. So if you know what you like to drink out at a bar, you start there. If you like bourbon, you start there. If you like vodka, you start there. And you can expand as you go, but there are certain um, like standards that you would that would be good to have on hand to start out, just so you can make that range of cocktails and experiment without getting too far deep in your pockets. Such as what? So for say bourbon and. Um, if you want to start making bourbon cocktails, what I would recommend to have on hand are things like vermouth, sweet and dry, so you can make uh, a few different versions of Manhattans. Angostura bitters are also very good and widely used on many classic cocktails. And those are pretty cheap, luckily. And you only use a drop or two. So those can last quite a long time. Um, other things with bourbon. I love whiskey sours, so I always like to keep some citrus on hand, lemons, limes, um, and that's just sort of a thing you have to, to keep up with because those go bad. Um, other than that, with something like bourbon, you could do um, ginger liqueur is handy, and it's also very, very easy to make, so definitely check that post out if you're interested. Um, we we can compared a couple of different recipes and came up with the one that is in this drink is the supreme champion um, 
other than that you kind of have to to look at what you like try try different things at bars when you're out you know go to a bar that has good cocktails and and try something that sounds interesting and then you can go from there see what you see what you can find at your liquor store that's great now your husbands they get involved in this right I don't know that Julia's husband is as involved as Rob is my husband um, he he really likes this hobby it's we agree that this is the best hobby that either of us has taken up does he like the hobby a little too much no 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 oh good good no we're very we're very moderate Indeed, very temperance-minded. But still with drinking. Indeed, right. Temperance <laughs> with drinking. Temperately drinkers. I think yes. Susan B. Anthony was like that. Temperance, but with drinking. Yes. I mean, the woman could put some stuff away, let me tell you. Votes for women. A bit of a tippler. Indeed. A lot of people don't know that. This is still pre-prohibition, so it wasn't. Let it the woman illegal. drink. Let women drink, I say. Whatever they want. Water, coffee, tea, liqueurs of any kind. Even the Coca-Cola. Even. Even. Well, that's the devil's drink right there. <laughs> Let's have a... Where is Elliot Ness in controlling soda pop? I have no idea. Do you think the Elliot Ness of soda pop was kind of like Tipper Gore? <laughs> Before the divorce. Before the divorce, perhaps. I felt bad, you know. I mean, because she... You know, her husband got a Nobel Prize, uh, has a book... A couple of books now. A lockbox. He yeah. still has the lockbox. With the internet. Indeed. He mean, he's got that going for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are some scientists at Caltech that are still a little bitter about that one. <laughs> MIT and Caltech, I'm it, sure. Indeed, actually, there was a collaboration well, well said and well played. Marking it. Do you think anybody from Caltech or MIT tunes in to see, to read... About Hooch and Home? I do know we have one friend who just got a temp job at MIT. <laughs> Beautiful. See, even so, yes. those at MIT are tuning in to Hooch and Home. Yes. Have you thought about introducing a dog to the Hooch and Home aesthetic? I would love to, but we are, we do not have the income for a, an animal. I used to work at a veterinary clinic. I know how expensive they can be. If I'm going to have one, we're going to do it right. Do you have any favorite dogs? Many. Many. But absolute number one dog, if I could afford him or her and get over the fact that they only live for eight years, Irish Wolfhound. Oh, the Wolfhound. An ugly dog. Oh, but they're so great. Why are they so great? They have the best personality. But they're so ugly. But they're so big. And they have hair of wire and... Ugh. And they're... They're so chill. They're great. You just haven't met any. What about a bull mastiff? They're pretty awesome as well. I'm I'm a big fan of big dogs though. Me too. I would have liked a Saint Bernard, except they drool a lot. The drool and the hair. Yeah, it's a get combination. You. A lot of people don't know this. I'm a husky fan. Husky fan. Yeah, well, my family has had huskies through the generations. Mm. We are husky people. Right. Well, you're from further north, Indeed. so that that is a little easier to understand yes i they, feel bad for huskies in the south it's difficult on them mm -hmm. it is difficult i must say but they're still beautiful dogs oh yes but they shed like the dickens yes they have broken and do break multiple vacuums yeah you, you have to calculate that into the cost of the dog you have to thank you for that why don't people calculate the costs of dogs 
because that's not what we're worried about with dogs. They just wonder with your puppy oh, dog and your puppy. Yes. Oh, have you ever seen husky puppies? Yeah. Aren't they oh, adorable? Gosh. So cute. They are cute. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen an ugly puppy, though. No, that's true. Even the Irish wolfhounds are probably cute little puppies. I've never seen a puppy Irish wolfhound. I bet it would be awesome. I've never either. Do you want to take a quick uh, social media break and look and see what Irish wolfhound puppies look like? Yes. Okay, we'll be right back right after this. Today's episode of the Booterverse is brought to you by Hooch. Hooch. Because nothing says classy like a name that describes both an alcohol and a prostitute. And we're back. Oh my goodness. Those puppies are adorable. Very. They don't look anything like the big dogs, though. They don't. Their hair is shorter, and they just look very cute. Very cute. What happens to make their hair so wiry, I wonder? I don't know. It's a weird genetic thing that... I mean, so many weird genetic things with dogs. That's true. And we've overbred them. It's true. I have thoughts on the AKC, but I can't share them in public. Okay. (laughs) You don't want to incur the wrath. I mean, I just love that people are trying to take care of dogs. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Definitely. So I will leave it there. But we love our mutts as well. Like, we, we do. And sometimes mutts can be even better dogs. It's true. I had a purebred husky once, and she was a princess. She was the most high-maintenance animal I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. What do you mean? She was temperamental. She was finicky about what she would eat and where she would go. Um, she did not like me. <laughs> and you think that that's hyperbolic. It is not hyperbole. It is fact. I believe I No, I totally believe you. She would nip at me sometimes. Mm. And I was a younger child. I was like 12, you know, in my early teens when we she got She was her. alpha. Yeah, she totally Keeping was. Keeping you in line. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, truly, bitch, please. Bitch, please. Indeed. And we can say that because she is actually a bitch. On so many levels, really, but on the 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 canine on the the actual level. Yes, it's true. She lived up to that name. Good. I mean, you need that. I think she needed to be bred. Actually, that would have taken some of the high strungness out of her. Hmm. I don't know anything about that. Sometimes you just got to breed a dog to bring him down to to sanity. Give him something to do. Yeah. Right. Mm Hmm. Hmm. But you know, then you have to deal with the litters. Not worth it. Mm-mm. At Hooch and Home, have you ever thought about making sort of a dog kennel? A dog kennel? As a home improvement project? That would be completely reasonable if either of us had a dog, but I've never thought about it. It's a great idea. Thank you. I'm an idea man. Big see, picture guy. I see that. How do you see that? I see it right here. Oh. All over you. Oh, stop. Oh, she's flattering me. The ideas. I love that. Yeah, keep those coming. That will endear you to my heart so fast. (laughs) Why do you not... Why don't more people flatter other people? I don't know. It's so much fun. It is fun. I mean, It can get you everywhere. It can get you absolutely everywhere. For example, if I said, Oh, I love that blouse that you're wearing. Thank you. I love it too. Where'd you get it? (laughs) Coldwater Creek. All right. It's a long story. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you because we don't judge people here on the Booterverse, but I will say my mother likes shopping there. Um, I have gotten many a Christmas and birthday present for her from there, and she's a classy lady. And many classy ladies do shop there. This is the only piece I have from there, but I do love it. As well you should. It's it's very chic. 
It's probably one of the most chic things that they sell there. They're very big into sort of heavy woolen knitwear. Knitwear, yes. yes. They like their pastels as well, as I remember. Indeed. Uh, florals. Yeah, florals. <laughs> Get you every time. Oh, yeah. Do you have any bow ties? I personally do not. Does your husband? No, but I've thought of getting them from for him. I would suggest that. He really loves Alton Brown, and since Alton Brown transitioned to the bow tie. Yes. Well. He's, I think he, I don't know. I, I've thought about it, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Mm. I mean, Christmas is now such a far, far way away. Maybe you could do your homework before next Christmas. When's his birthday? His birthday isn't until November. Oh, it, all mm. of our all of our anniversary, birthday, Christmas, all happen at the end of the year. So, I've got some time to to figure things out. That's so good, though. Mm -hmm. mm. So, where would I start with my research on the bow ties? Oh, bow ties! I, are, I know nothing. Mm, they're a very personal thing. Bow ties are a very individualistic sort of neckwear and accoutrement, if you will. Mm. What I would do is I would start with the Booter collection um, that we have. Um, three great ties to start off any one. Um, they're great. One is a chambray. One is a floral and polka dot reversible tie. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, the other one is a, a lovely tartan. So that's... that's oh, well, he he's Welsh. Mm, it's his, blue. His family heritage is Welsh. So he... And he has a kilt. It would work. Tartan might be the way to go. I mean, check it out. We've collaborated with a lovely uh, shop called The Bowtie Shop. Well, that's easy to remember. It is easy to remember. And under the Booter collection that they have there, you can find ties that uh, we have collaborated on. Perfect. Now so, I know where to start. So that's one place where I might begin. I recommend getting people started off with self-tie right away. Mm -hmm. Because if they start with pre-tied bow ties, it's going to be hard to get them to transition into a self-tie tie. Sort of self-defeating. Indeed. And they have now some really lovely um, pre-tied bow ties that look very authentic and realistic. Mm. Um, I can always tell, of course. But I'm a connoisseur. You're an expert. Indeed. I think it's fair to say that, I'm a, that I am a bow tie expert. I think we can go on record as saying that. That's why I'm seeking your advice. I love that about you. Other than that, what I would suggest um, are a couple online uh, stores. There are a ton. I mean, just a myriad of different shops um, that are local, handmade um, bow ties that you can find pretty easily. Um, and what I might suggest is if you don't go to the Booter uh, collection at the bow tie shop, what you might do is type in the name of your town, mm -hmm. and uh, oftentimes it'll say like one of a kind bow ties or handmade bow ties. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, if your town has an individual who makes bow ties, that will come up pretty easily. And then you can actually uh, communicate with them face to face. That's a great idea. I do live in the South, and they do love their bow ties there. Indeed, they do. That's where I actually picked up my love of the bow tie. Indeed. But I'm, you know, I mean, I'm a northern boy. Mm -hmm. I can't help that. But... Uh, we won't hold it against you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like to think that I bridge the very gap that was the Mason-Dixon line. That's great. Somebody has to straddle it. Why not me? The Booterverse and the Booter are here to bring peace between the North and the South. Isn't it time? I think so. 
That is my mission in life, to bring peace to the North and the South. It's a worthy mission. Hostilities are high. Tensions are tight. You've got to pinpoint the problems and just go go and be that solution. Attack them head on. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of attacking things head on, do you know what the next project for Hooch and Home is going to be? We've got a lot of things sort of in the works. Um, while I was in Kentucky over Christmas, my mother and I, who I exploit as much as possible, we worked on several projects. Um, I like exploiting mothers as well. She's just, she's just too good to me. Oh, that's so sweet. And too eager to help, and I take advantage. If people are willing to be gems, let them be gems. And we have a good time doing it too. It's not like it's an actual trial. Sure, and there's bonding that happens there's and drawing bonding. people it's closer. It's fun. You know, you 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 get things done for your apartment or whatever. But we we've been working on some curtains for our bedroom because we have these gigantic old windows. We have we've been an old quadruplex and we need something for the winter to insulate excellent what sort of fabric have you gone with i i found this really great fabric at joanne um there are all these really wonderful textile companies in the area i live in in south carolina and i i was surprised that this is the one that i liked most because there's so much variety down there it's it's even better than here like a lot better to find just interesting and, and different fabrics. But I ended up going with a Nate Burkus fabric at Joanne. Interesting. Yeah. I'm shocked and mm -hmm. surprised. And it was on sale. Pleasantly so. Yes. At the end of the interview, we always leave it up to the guests. We open the microphone to you. You can address our audience and tell them whatever you want. Oh, boy. that That is quite, quite an ask. Indeed. It's a challenge. I feel the pressure. Don't feel pressure. Okay. Many people have just said, no, I don't have anything to say. Okay. Here's what I will say. Hooch and Home is all about doing what you can with what you have, but also branching out and exploring and experimenting in ways that are reasonable, but also very fun. So we, you know, get out and do your community. Go to, um, Julia just went to this really fabulous salvage shop in Philadelphia. Go to antiques shops and get inspiration. Go to bars, try different things, get inspiration. There's so much fun to be had and you can do it on a budget. Well, Melissa, it is a true story that you have a lot to work with already and I can find no better inspiration than going into my little noggin and seeing what we can pull out. You, my dear, have been a wonderful guest, and we'll be right back right after this. Buddha. And now for Booter Thoughts. If you're like me, in this day and age, you're always wondering how to get your grass a little greener. And perhaps you have to go to the other side to experience that. Sure, you can go to Colorado and see the wonderful grass there growing there, but don't you worry, we've got some tips right here. So how do you get your grass so green? Well, I'll tell you, in two simple words, horseshit. A lot of hipsters will tell you you need organic fertilizer, but why spend the money? Why go to the hassle when you can trot good old Dolly throughout your backyard and make your grass shine like the Emerald City? Now I know it's hard for many of you who live in cities to have a quarter horse parked in your backyard, but won't your kids thank you when they step in a good pile of horse dung? 
So if you want your grass to be greener, do what I do, do what people out west do, and do what people in the hills of Kentucky do. Saddle up your horse and take a walk on the wild side. You'll have to be mindful of the stench, and your neighbors may not thank you, but your grass sure will. Here at the Buddhaverse, we'd like to send a special thanks to Melissa Colston from Hoochin Home. We'd also like to thank Courtney and Sonny for helping to produce the show, and of course a special thanks to Quadrants for composing our theme song. We'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. If you haven't had enough of me here, we're also everywhere on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle The Booter. We'd also like to hear what you think about the show. If you go to our website, www.thebooter.com, there's a space for comments, and we'd love to hear your feedback. And of course, we're also on Pinterest, because, you know, men should be on Pinterest. I know interstellar travel is a bit difficult, but the Booterverse is only a click away. Mm-hmm.